America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, <sighs> praising God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it or does one. Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think so. I don't know. Do you? I don't. I don't believe I, anything. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in gravity. Whoa! You don't need gravity. I've no, seen that. No, I, just, I, I have. Like, yeah. what if it, we just never invented it? <laughs> but like, really, what if we didn't? Then, then what would happen? That's a good question. Yeah, could be anything. That's true. <laughs> And we're, we're talking about uh, somebody today who also didn't believe a lot of um, things oh, yeah? that, that people believe. Mm-hmm. A little gentleman, birth name, Randall James Hamilton Zwingi, but oh, we know him Zwingy. as either James Randy or the Amazing Randy. Mm-hmm. Not enough people go by the Amazing anymore. Yeah, I, I was trying it for a bit, but nobody would Oh, like. were you? Were you? Yeah. Yeah, he was born in 1928, uh, passed mm-hmm. away in... Uh, 2020, so mm-hmm. not that long ago. I remember I was pretty impacted when he passed away, even though he, yeah. you know, was an old old man and lived a great mm-hmm. life. You know, there's something special about him because for me, he had a lot to do with my deconstruction. Really, like, if, like during when you were dealing with this, uh, you you were really influenced by Randy's works. Yeah, I really was, and even before okay. when I was, so I used to believe in like you know faith healers, things like that, and then I started to doubt that even like long before I lost my yeah. faith completely, and I started researching faith healer tricks. I think is what I typed, and mm-hmm. that's when I found the Peter Popoff video of James oh, Randi, yeah, which we'll yeah. talk about later, where he mm-hmm. debunked Peter Popoff, who was a faith healer, yep. kind of went down a rabbit hole, and then later years later, I. When I was really searching, James Randi was was somebody I'd I'd constantly find little clips mm-hmm. when he, that explained what some supernatural thing was. Kind of mm-hmm. just helped me to become the skeptic that I am and question I mean, things. It, it makes sense. It's funny because he started out as a, a, a magician, an illusion, yeah. illusionist, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, Houdini was uh, very similar, right? He was a huge skeptic, and he tried to debunk a lot of things with psychics and stuff like that. Yep. I think um, before he died, him and his wife didn't they make a a pact where he, if he was he was just like definitively going to say like if I do this, then ghosts are real, but I don't think they are kind of thing. Yeah, and there was like some code word, and then yeah. I think that kind of got construed into like oh Houdini believed in ghosts, and then he spoke to his wife after death, and it's like no, that yeah. n- nothing happened, and that was his point. Exactly. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, you're right. He started as a magician. Um, he, uh, from a young age, was really just interested in, in magic, magic tricks, things like that. Yep. And was just always very skeptical. And when he was a young boy, he was sent to Sunday school every Sunday. But he would ask the Sunday school teachers to prove what they were saying. Like, just don't just tell me <laughs> these things. But you got to prove it. I guess when you're like learning close up magic and things like that, like so much of it is about deception where yeah. nothing is really as it seems. I feel like I, I get like people's like, well, nothing's as it seems, so we have to believe the supernatural. But I feel like it's also like, well, no, because there's an explanation for it. 
And I feel exactly. like if you're if you have the aptitude to do that, especially at a young age, I, I can see why Sunday school would be frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and yeah, his parents would give him a quarter, send him off to Sunday school. The quarter was for the offering plate, but he would just skip out. And uh, that's there smart. was a drugstore that sold us. Uh, banana splits for 25 cents so he would just go there <laughs> banana splits 25 cents can you yeah. imagine great wow. deal how much yeah. do they go for these days i don't even know i'm gonna guess uh eight dollars at a, at a dairy queen that would be it's my a guess. banana trevor how much can it cost ten dollars <laughs> yeah ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> at 15 he found out he's from toronto i don't know if i mentioned that so mm. um, he was born in toronto mm-hmm. raised in toronto and at 15 he heard about a church where in toronto where the pastor was supposed to read minds and it was like all right you know, well-known thing mm-hmm. so he went and he was you know Obviously, he knew magic tricks and things like that. So he went there, and he, the pastor is just using the one ahead method. Have, mm. have you heard of that one? Uh, no, I, I might have. Pl- explain it. Yeah, it's basically Not just so for somebody, me, but for everybody. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, somebody in college did this to me once, and as a magic trick, not to convince me he was a psychic. Mm-hmm. The way he did it was um, one of the questions. He's like, "I, I can't do it. I can't do it one hundred percent." But usually. Um, I can get it right. So he had me answer a bunch of questions and one of them was a 50-50 chance. And so that was the one he could get wrong. But what you do is that's the one you guess and then everyone else. So you guess that and then you open it, but you're not actually opening the the answer. You're opening the, the next 50/50? answer. Yeah, oh, the next answer. The next answer. So you guess like, no, okay, my bad. And then you're like, but was your grandfather's name Tom? And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then you open it, yep. Yeah. You said Tom, but you he's already read that, and now he's opening the next one and mm. reading that. So, um, okay. Or the other way they do it is they have a plant in the audience. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I have the stack of yep. envelopes that have answers in them. And then so the first one is like the plant. He says it's right. And then mm-hmm. from then on, he's already read the next one. Right, right. Does that make sense? So Randy figured this out. He went up to the front, and uh, he, he said, this is how the how they're doing it but he was shocked that nobody wanted it to be debunked they just wanted to believe and everybody in the audience was upset with him um, the mm-hmm. pastor's wife called the police he gets arrested yeah his dad bailed him out of jail later that day and he realized that, that some people just have a need to believe certain things and it's wild that he got arrested and i feel like yeah. part of it too it's i think i think a lot of it there is a lot of people who have a need to but i also feel like a lot of people don't want you know, like when you're in that situation, you don't want to be proven wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So admitting that he's right means that you're wrong and you believe this thing that is fake. Yeah. And uh, that that can be a hard thing for people to accept, especially if you're in a large room full of people. Yeah. And you're like, I look like a fucking idiot for the last two years believing this yeah, if it's exactly. fake. So a hundred percent. I mean, I get that. I get I get people wanting to believe. I get people hoping yeah. i guess i don't know but and i i would i would like kind of challenge my dad on certain things because my dad until yep. the day he died believed in faith healers right it, it got to the point where he, he just thought some of them were charlatans and some of them were true <laughs> mm-hmm. so if you pointed out like an obvious charlatan trick then that person okay that faith healers is is a bad one he's a fake one but there are real ones 
feel like that's just like something where it's just like, it, again, it's like no true Scotsman kind of thing, right? Yep. Like, it was like, well, that's not the real faith healer. This is the real faith healer. You're just cherry picking the things that kind of work to support your argument where it's just like, maybe they're just yep. all not real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, he dropped out of high school at uh, 17 and started doing magic full time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did some escape artist stuff, but it was mostly like magic trick things and then um he was working he got a job in quebec city yeah it looks like he was still in his teens in his late teens so he got a job in quebec mm-hmm. city and there were some cops at one of his shows and they're like can, do you think you can get out of these uh, handcuffs and he's like yeah i could probably figure out how to get out of the handcuffs so <laughs> after the show they met up with him and they're like okay let's do it so they handcuffed him he got out of them and they're like uh, you probably can't get out of the jail though and he's like eh, i could try so he voluntarily got locked up in a quebec city jail Mm-hmm. and uh escaped um at this point uh yeah he escaped like pretty quickly uh at mm-hmm. this point he was known as randall his actual first name but a newspaper referred to him the next day as le etenant i'm uh, i took nine years of french folks le etenant <laughs> randy which it doesn't show yeah just not which means the amazing randy and yeah. that name stuck from then on and and then when he returned to the nightclub they're like okay we have to show your escape artist stuff way more than your magic tricks so um, right. which is still they're both magic tricks but so yes. he became more known for his his mm-hmm. escape artistry he escaped from a straitjacket hanging from a building in new york uh and he escaped uh from a straitjacket hanging over niagara falls oh i've been there oh i've been there too <laughs> so was superman i think in <laughs> superman too uh, oh yeah okay yeah. i, if I remember because we went as kids like right after we saw the movie and we we're like superman <laughs> was here <laughs> i wonder if uh superman saw randy get out of his jacket oh maybe yeah maybe. <laughs> and then superman tied it really tight and um <laughs> get out of it now <laughs> then he had some world records i think one for um being naked in a block of ice or or little clothes in, in a block of ice for the longest did he, did he really do that yeah so yeah, he went so like he, full on David Blaine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that he did like that kind of stuff. I knew he did like yeah, escape yeah. stuff and everything like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he was a yeah, pretty prolific escape artist. Mm-hmm. And uh up until his fifties he did it. And then he I think what happened was he went in a milk can and he's supposed to escape from a milk can, but something happened where it jammed really bad and he got stuck in there. And oh. then he hurt his uh I want to say shoulder. He hurt something. And then he realized that nobody wants to see an old man get out of a can anyway. So he stopped doing the escape artist <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we want to see him go into the can, but we don't want to see him get out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but all along, like, he would be guests on TV shows and stuff doing his, his mm-hmm. um, tricks or his, uh, sorry, illusions. Tricks or what? Anyway, anyways. Um, <laughs> or candy. Yeah. yeah, he had a radio show for a year, uh, but a lot of people hated him because he would debunk things and then because he was debunking a lot of supernatural stuff and speaking out against supernatural stuff a lot of religious people hated him and a pastor an archbishop sorry said that he had heard him say on the radio station that jesus was a religious nut but james randy said he never said that and like why would he he doesn't even know if jesus existed like why are you saying (laughs) that is a weird thing to say that jesus was a religious nut yeah i mean i mean if he was he probably was a religious nut to be honest yeah true like he went around calling himself the Messiah, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty nuttery. It <laughs> sounds like a religious nut to me. Yeah. Wait, are we going to get canceled? Uh, probably. Cool. Yeah. 
Hey, if we haven't canceled yet, I think we're okay. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> For something like that, I'm not saying. Um, anyways. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he hosted a number of TV shows, guests on a number of TV shows, and in the 60s and 70s became a regular on Carson and mm. uh, developed a friendship with a good old Johnny Carson. Um, Is that where Johnny got the, the, the mind reading or whatever? Where he would uh, uh, put a, no, that was a parody of something else. Uh. But Johnny Carson was a magician as well in his early days, mm. and also was throughout his life a skeptic. Mm. Okay, so so they connected on that way. Um, also, that yeah, between seventy three and seventy four, he went on tour with Alice Cooper. Oh, James Randi did. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Alice Cooper wanted there to be like an execution part of the mm-hmm. show, so yep. they rigged up a, a fake guillotine and a fake. Um, bloody head of Alice mm-hmm. Cooper and did a did a cool trick on stage. And uh, I think they yeah. still do stuff like that. I know they've been doing it at least up until like the mid two thousands. I think it's anyway. oh really yeah well, yeah he's been like known for like very theatrical stage shows and things like that. So yeah. it's pretty cool that a lot of it comes back to James Randi. Yeah, actually he was on that tour because in in the eighties he became an American citizen and renounced his Canadian citizenship. Part of the reason for that was. While they're on that tour, the mm-hmm. RCMP were just pieces of shit and kept like yeah. searching their stuff for drugs and stuff. Even though I, th- yeah, nobody in the band had anything, and they mm-hmm. just assumed that there was going to be a bunch of drugs. And well, I mean, yeah. the RCMP are a bunch of pieces of shit to begin yeah, with, they, right? Like they, they were, were founded yeah. as a uh, a huge trash pile of an organization to, you know, uh, abuse indigenous people. Yeah, when your start is like to do a genocide, then maybe yeah, uh, maybe we shouldn't have them on our coins and have like <laughs> nah, maybe maybe not. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, and so oh yeah, <laughs> there was that one show where he was showing this is in the seventies. He's showing that uh, you know how the psychic tricks work, but he didn't always show how they work. Mm-hmm. He just would say, "I'm a, a trickster, and I'm going to show you." I'm telling you that this is cheating and I am doing a trick, but these other people are telling you it's not a trick, but they're doing the same right. thing I am. Right, right, so he right. would do this. And then one, one, a professor yelled that he was tricking them. And he's like, yes, that's what I said. I'm a trickster. I'm a cheat. I'm a charlatan. That's what I yeah. do for a living. Everything that's I do point. is here by trickery. And the guy's <laughs> like, no, you're tricking us because you're actually using psychic powers, but uh, you're misleading us by saying that, that you're not, you're just trying well, to, because he thought he was just trying to disprove like the psychics out of like some sort of agenda against other psychics and that he also had psychic power. Why would, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was this guy? I don't know. It just says a professor at, at the university he was at. A professor? What, what is it? <laughs> so vague. Yeah. A professor at the university. Which university? Which professor? This guy yeah, sounds it, nuts. Uh, he sounds, it was at the University of Buffalo. Oh, no. So what happened was Yuri Geller. Um, are you familiar oh, with Yuri no. Geller? Oh, yeah. yeah. I know about Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller was super popular yeah. at this time. And part of Randy's show, and I think it was right after Yuri Geller was there, he just repeated a part of Yuri Geller's show. And and uh, and that was the guy just had believed Yuri Geller and was like, nope. Did you know yeah. that? Be- I, I don't I don't I'm like 90 percent sure this is a true story. But I read that um, Pokemon, the trading cards were unable. They only did Alakazam, who is a psychic Pokemon with bent spoons in like the first edition. 
yeah. they haven't done it since because they were getting legal pressure from Yuri Geller because his thing was bending spoons. Oh, and he was claiming, Jesus. like, that's my thing. That's my thing. I do that. Yeah. Even though he's also sued, it's uh, not his thing. James and Randy he's, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he's proven him to be a fraud numerous yeah. times. Yeah. Yet people still <laughs> like the guy for so long. I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Cause um, it was, so he was scheduled to be on Carson. And Carson calls up James Randy and was like, what yeah. can we do? And he's like, well, what the best thing to do is to, make sure that you give him a bunch of metal objects because it was all about bending metal and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You give him these objects and then um, make sure that he never goes near them and his team never goes near them and they never see them until he's on the until show. They're on the air, yeah. Yeah. And so it was it's a 20-minute interview where he can't do a single thing. <laughs> of course. And he's, yeah, and he says that the psychic energy is low and he doesn't feel strong. And uh, Yuri Geller thought his career was over after that, but they, he was able to argue that uh, if I was a magician, if I was just doing tricks, then it would work all the time. But since I am psychic, some days it works and some days it doesn't. And people believed him and some people believed him stronger after that. And uh, he was immediately booked on another show and uh, mm. just continued to to sell his wares. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I know he did, he did books. I think, did he have a TV show for a while too? He might have, and I saw him a couple years ago on some show where he was one of the judges, and mm. uh, another one of the other judges was who's the other one? It was David Blaine and Chris Angel. Chris Angel, yeah, Mind Chris Freak? Angel was one, yeah, he was one of the other judges, but he like kept fighting with Yuri Geller because he's like, "You're not in yeah. the same business as I am. You're a fraud," mm. and I admit that what I'm doing are. Exactly. Uh, Chris, Chris Angel's an illusionist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he's much more akin to a James Randi than, than yeah, Yuri Geller. Very much. Like completely. Yeah. And the one episode I saw, he just like put him on the spot and did the same thing Carson did. And again, the psychic powers weren't working. <laughs> I mean, that's gotta be so frustrating. Like when you, when you spend your career working so hard to do these things and never never really kind of being under the illusion of telling people that everything is real and then you yeah. see someone doing something so blatantly fake yeah like that's exactly. got to be so frustrating yeah and uh yeah even in one interview james randy was yeah. saying that he was taken by a film crew to see these psychics in korea and mm -hmm. they said that like you've never seen anything like this this is so different so he went with a couple of his assistants the people start doing their thing and they just look at each other like these are the same tricks that have been used for thousands yeah. of years they're doing the exact same thing but they just have different wording and they have like different outfits but they're still doing the same it the same yeah. way same stuff and people like want to believe and he, or as he would say they need to believe and uh and they just forget mm -hmm. the the evidence that <laughs> that's in front of them. And yeah. Um, yeah. So Randy, so he started with the Carson thing kind of going on yeah. TV, trying to debunk or no, I guess he was debunking stuff before then. Yeah. He was debunking stuff right? before. Yeah. Because I know he'd gone on. I, I've seen the one about the one guy who was supposedly able to like turn pages with yeah. his mind, but it turns out it, it was just like there was a trick behind it and they yeah. foiled him there. When did when did he start his? Um, was it a million dollar prize for anyone who could prove psychic yeah. powers or supernatural phenomenon or anything like that? When when did that start? So 
It kind of started in the 60s. So what it was was a he was on a radio show and somebody said, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? So he said, okay, if somebody can prove to me this week in any supernatural thing, I'll give you $1,000. And then uh, eventually he got some funding and it turned into $10,000 in the 70s. And yeah. then by the mid 90s, sorry, mid 80s, I believe, mid to late 80s, he got a grant from somebody that they would pay them a million dollars. So they wow. were given a million dollars. They actually had it like ready to go. They would give you that money immediately. It wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> they they and, knew it wasn't going to happen though. Yeah. And so what what they would do was someone said they had a supernatural claim. They would sit down with James Randi and with like their organizations. They would work out beforehand what are the criteria? Um, how mm-hmm. can we show that this is legit? And then every yep. single time they would fail and then they'd make an excuse, but you agreed to these things. You can't, we can't give you the money just because you thought of something after as an excuse for why it didn't work. Oh, and, totally. And yeah. and of course, the, the excuse doesn't prove that you're right, though. That's the, yeah. the thing. Like, it's yeah. easy to make excuses after the fact when something doesn't work. Yeah. And that one, so the one you were talking about with the bending, I think the guy was named Henrik. Yeah. And uh, what they did was, yeah, he said he could move a pencil with his mind and then he said he could move pages with his mind so so james randy comes out so he does the tricks james randy comes out just immediately shows that how easy the pencil one was and then and he's like okay for the book i think that you're um just very clever at the way you blow on the pages so he put some plastic pellets in front of it that would you know if he was blowing them blowing yeah and the guy was like no because now the plastic Oh, he agreed to it, and then he couldn't do it. And he's like, well, the plastic, um, the styrofoam is causing static electricity with the lights, and it's causing the pages to stick. (laughs) But they couldn't, like, they would lift up the pages, and it would just... There was no static. There was no static, and the judges were like, no. Because he was using, like, a phone book, and I don't think those paper, those pages really conduct static electricity no <laughs> i don't think so so and even like he was trying to prove by picking it up and he was you could tell he was trying to angle it um mm-hmm. so that it would fall back and it would still mm-hmm. go forward <laughs> so it was obviously that yeah i don't think he uh, did well after that but eh, who knows another one i saw was aura reading another time he was on barbara walters barbara walters had a morning show mm-hmm. <laughs> i watched this one today too so it was like a year after Yuri Geller was on the show and Barbara Walters was just convinced and just like awed by him. And uh, she was like, you know, why do you think you can debunk him? He got awards from these people and he was scientifically tested by the Stanford Institute and, and stuff. And then he's like, okay, first of all, the Stanford Institute has nothing to do with um, Stanford yeah. University. Also, the people who tested him have nothing to do with any sort of paranormal research. They're laser scientists, like they create lasers. Yeah, yeah. And didn't know what they're doing. And uh, you could tell she just wasn't listening at first. <laughs> well, <laughs> like Barbara Walters is, has some problematic people that she supports and yeah. views that she's espoused on national television. So, yeah. 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 And he was very critical, too. With, speaking of people who share awful people with the world, Oprah was really big into uh, John mm-hmm. God. I'm not surprised by that either. Who later turned out to be a rapist. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, Oprah Winfrey promoting horrible people. Yeah. What? Yeah. And he recreated how John of God did the psychic surgery, which is an old trick that's been done for years. And it's just, you're using chicken guts and fake blood and stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And then another thing on Carson was 
Carson had him on to promote his looking into Peter Popoff, and that's where he he revealed the video he made of how they caught Peter Popoff cheating. Which yeah, was the the, uh, the radio waves and everything. Yeah. Yeah. They put a radio scanner in the uh, in the building and sh- showed that his wife was just reading off of prayer cards. Then, yeah, because they had prayer cards like pre-surveys before the show, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like how you couldn't, like, if you go into a place and then you fill all this stuff out, and then the guy on stage starts saying all this stuff, wouldn't you be like, didn't I just, didn't I just write this down? Yeah, like <laughs> fifteen minutes ago. How do you not yeah. realize that? Yeah, it's but crazy. Again, I guess you're, you're swept up in it, right? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I've told the story, I'm sure, before, but I remember I went to see Benny Hinn when I was a, a teenager, mm-hmm. and uh, we're sitting there ready to go, and I just hear this like wind noise, and I was like, oh, the Lord's moving. You can really hear the Spirit moving. <laughs> There's like a wind coming through, and my brother's like, that's the air conditioner. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord said unto me, let it be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he started, so James Randi started the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. Mm-hmm. He co-founded that um, with a lot of really cool people like uh, Carl Sagan and uh, others. And uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> only one worth mentioning, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Google that. And uh, as well as the James Randi Foundation. So he was kind of the uh, unofficial slash official spokesperson for the CSI or the Committee for mm-hmm. Skeptical Inquiry. And then obviously he was the main face of the James Randi Foundation. And it was yeah. through the James Randi Foundation that they would do the million dollar challenge, right. which again, nobody has claimed. Uh, they stopped actually doing it in 2015 and then set up the money that was going to be used for that into grants for things like actual, you know, scientific yeah, accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I know he did a lot of work too. Like he worked with Penn and Teller uh, yeah. a bunch. I know they were huge, fa- big fans of his. Yeah. I know he was on a few episodes of Bullshit where they were debunking yeah, various yeah. things too. Always a good watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved him on that. Um, yeah. And obviously, we should talk. There was a documentary made, An Honest Liar, which I <laughs> have seen, but it's been several years since I've seen it. But I think it's really worth worth checking out if you if you like. James yeah Randy. yeah i actually haven't seen it but i i will soon yeah it's a good watch yeah i, I remember were... it being a good watch again if yeah. it's bad i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i've seen the trailer and i've seen i've seen him on a bunch of interviews and it's funny how when he's being interviewed and he was on tour talking about on the honest liar how like people who obviously did believe in psychics and stuff were just upset that he was on yeah. the show and very confrontational with them just asking well you believe in god right like no <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> it's such a strange assumption but i mean i guess if that's your whole world i i mean i guess you would just assume that right yeah which is yeah. strange to me but yes in 1988 mm-hmm. the 60 minutes in australia the show 60 minutes but the australia version it goes counterclockwise, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were interested in talking about um, channelers, which was a big thing at the time, and like the new age movement where channelers. Yeah, these people would go on stage and then they'd say that uh, they were channeling the spirit of some ancient wise person who had all these wisdom. So they put on an accent, they put on a big show, and then they'd say basic self help bullshit. Yeah, so they were and, pretending to be possessed then. Yeah. 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 So that's and, it's the same as like uh people speaking in tongues and pretending yeah. the holy spirit's going through them. It's the same shit. Yeah. 
And uh, so what they decided to do was with James Randi, they decided to train somebody who wasn't an actor or anything like that to become one of these channelers. Mm -hmm. They went with Jose Alvarez, who later married James Randi, and they created Mm. a character called Carlos. Carlos was the spirit. So he went by his real name, Jose Alvarez. Well, that mm-hmm. wasn't actually his real name, but the name he was going yep. by at the time. And then they and then they created this character, Carlos. They trained him and they really worked with him to get this character down and how to avoid like media scrutiny and stuff like that. And the thing at the time was that Australia was just seen as a place where they were skeptical and they would ask skeptical questions of these supernatural things. So they put mm-hmm. that to the test too and got him on a bunch of morning shows and a bunch of news shows and nobody really quest challenged him much at all and they just wanted to see his trick and uh and what they did was they used this old old magician's trick where you tape a ball under your armpit and then if you squeeze it seems like you're stopping your heart from beating oh yeah it's so what they would do is they would get the he would say to these tv stations you can get your own nurse or doctor to check his Mm -hmm. pulse and uh, because he said, as the spirit enters him, he dies for a second, and that was okay. Like, was it just restricting it. blood flow to his arms, yeah, just, and they were checking yeah. it there? Okay, yeah. So that was part of their stick, and people fell for it, and people came out to see it, and then they revealed on sixty minutes that he was all a hoax. And the thing too is they put clues in all the promotional material, where if they called those numbers to double check what they're saying. Yeah, then it would be then that would be debunked. All they had to do was make one phone call, and they would say, "Yes, this is fake." But nobody would. Nobody or... called. Nobody checked into it. They just had him on the show. It's amazing what people take at face value. Yep. Another one was there was this, and this was in the seventies as well, but the same mm-hmm. kind of idea where it was a quote unquote scientific paranormal research place, and so he got to magicians two young magicians to go in there and say that they're psychic but the catch was once they ask you if you're cheating you have to say yes and once they ask you if this is any sort of trick Mm -hmm. tell them the truth otherwise just show them what you can do they were in the study for four years without being asked four years four years (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's that's a good joke yeah you gotta feel like (laughs) after that four years you gotta feel like such an asshole after that. Yep. And they went bankrupt pretty quickly after that. I don't blame him. But he started the amazing meeting, which was like a big mm-hmm. meeting of skeptics. And it became one of yeah. the biggest like skeptic meetings every year, which uh, would have been really cool to go to. Mm-hmm. Had I not believed in God. Yeah. Like you said, he was on Penn and Teller a lot. As far as like religion goes, yeah, he... He said he was on the side of, he was an atheist, he was a staunch atheist, Mm -hmm. in that there's never been any evidence for God. Not the classic, what people think is that I have disproven God, it's that something like that needs to be shown before I'm going to believe it. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's the whole thing, right? The burden of proof isn't on the person who doesn't believe, it's on the person who does. Yeah. I, I know I feel that way. I'm definitely like, there's nothing... To commit, there was no evidence for me to believe in any of this stuff. Yeah, whether it be God or the supernatural or psychics or astrology or any of that stuff. There's nothing. There's nothing replicable. There's nothing scientific. There's nothing. Yeah, nothing. And, and I, I've said this multiple times on uh, various places that 
if you can if you if you presented me with information that might suggest this i would be willing to believe yeah but i'm i'm almost guaranteed that you're not going to show me that yeah exactly and that's always my issue it's just like you're all the evidence most of the time is just it's just frauds and then it's just secondhand accounts and stories mm-hmm. from other people and it's just like that's not that's not evidence yeah and I would get I get really frustrated with people do any supernatural claim, whether it's God or mm-hmm. ghosts or whatever, when they tell mm-hmm. you something and then immediately say, Can't argue with that. It's like Well, uh, I can. Can, and... can I? I... Yeah. <laughs> it's right I there. Am. I'm yeah. gonna. <laughs> it's like it's nice that you believe that, but I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was diagnosed with colorectal cancer in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. And then and it was in 2008 that he actually, he finally came out as gay. Yeah. And then he married Jose, who's actually, his name was Devi Orangel Pene Artega, but he had to flee from his home country, which was somewhere. <laughs> You'll find it. But yeah, so he had to flee from his own country because he was, mm-hmm. because he was gay and um, yep. was afraid for his life. For sure, yeah. So he changed his name to Ho- Jose Alvarez just to be safe, <laughs> like just to hide. Right, right. And uh, but he was later charged with identity theft. Oh, he was uh, Venezuelan. Venezuelan. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they were married together till till James Randy passed away in uh, 2020. I don't know, just an interesting guy. One story I like is yeah, I don't remember where I heard him talk about this, but he was on he was living in New York. And mm-hmm. every day he would write, I will die on, and then he would write that day's date and put that in a card and like that looked kind of older and put it in his wallet <laughs> so that if he did get hit by a car, <laughs> they would go through and like, he knew he was going to die this day. That's a pretty good trick. And he would just do like little life tricks like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting guy. What are your thoughts on James Randi? I like the guy. Uh, I like what he did. I like what he stood for. You know, I feel like he's a pioneer for all of us mm-hmm. non-believers and skeptics. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone who um, influenced a lot of people that I respect and look up to. Like I mentioned Penn and Teller, and we talked about like people like Carl Sagan as well. But, you know, like that kind of uh, skepticism, right? And yeah. that, uh, you know... You know that there's a usually if there's something that's too good to be true or it feels like it, there's probably there's probably something behind it. Yeah, and he talked a lot yeah. about how assumptions, like how just we yep. use we we make assumptions, and magicians totally. and psychics use these assumptions. Yeah, like the one example he used was magician is probably not going to tell you this box is empty because then you're not going to believe him. So what he'll do is he'll throw the box on the ground or he'll show you the inside of the box and he never says it's empty, but based on the way the the box lands or based on what you can see, it looks like it's empty. So yeah. all of a sudden you're making that assumption and same with just a lot of the tricks that, that psychics and stuff pull. And um, mm-hmm. I, was, I told you this, but watching a bunch of his videos today, I, I then went on this rabbit hole of watching people debunk psychics and mm-hmm. It's that cold reading thing is so funny because it's like you're just, especially if you're wanting to make contact with somebody who's passed yeah. away. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. That's, that's always been an issue with me with things like psychics and stuff like that. I under, I understand people's desire to want to do that. And mm-hmm. I've heard people argue that, well, it's a, if it's comforting for them, then what's the harm? 
Yeah. But more often than not, it's, it's people taking advantage of other people's grief, right? It's yeah. not, they're not doing this out of a place of kindness to help people. They're doing this out of a place because they want to make money. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, I find it kind of, kind of gross. So yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's, a, it's, it's again, like you said, if people want to do it, then I think the most powerful things and beliefs are the one, the people who want to see this stuff, right. And the stuff that people are making up in their own minds. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's all I got too. I mean, there's a bunch more stuff. He's just, yeah, he really interesting dude. Um, but, uh, you yeah. know, who else is interesting? Who are patrons? Oh, dang. They is. They're really interesting and really great people, and uh, we want to cool. thank a couple of them. Oh my God! Wow! Thank you so much! Oh, oh thank you! Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Hey, everybody, and welcome to our Bible study. It's been a trying, trying week, but we and we are trying, and we are trying. We have got this, and the Lord of um, at least this planet that we know of, probably others. He's planets. raising us up on his golden wings mm-hmm. that he definitely has. Yes, and uh, they're not gold-plated. This isn't... No, this is 24-carat solid gold. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you ask how they fly, it's uh, because God can do anything. You know who has uh, gold-plated wings? Who's that? The devil. The devil. Amen. Yep. Amen. Yep. Amen. Indeed. I do have. I do want to raise a couple people up to the yeah, golden raise up. Lord, and uh, so I raise them up. Raise them up. So I want to thank really uh, quickly here. I want to thank Alex. I want to thank Franziska. I want to thank Derek. And you know, I want to thank the Grumpy Bavarian as well as good old Jonathan. Um, we mm-hmm. just thank mm-hmm. you all and lift you up in prayer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're, we're lifting them up so high. They can see over the fence now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to say. And um, I, I've just got a, a prayer request for us today. Um, I just have one for um, our friend Nicole. Um, Nicole's been playing a lot of uh, Candy Crush recently. And uh, you, you see, it's just kind of consuming everything. And you need to stop crushing the candy and start uh, crushing your responsibilities to the Lord. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And uh, I get that. I I was once addicted myself to the Candy yeah. Crush. Mm-hmm. It's and bad. Mm. It's like opium for uh, telephones. And I actually have a very similar prayer request um, for our friend Katie. Um, Katie is actually obsessed with Angry Birds, and it's the exact same problem. Mm. And the problem with that is, I don't know if you know the Tetris effect, but that's when when you play too much Tetris, it looks like you look around and you see how things would fit together with, mm-hmm. um, with angry birds. The problem is that you get so obsessed with it that you start, um, launching, mm-hmm. um, birds at pigs in real life. And, um, and then it starts to, uh, it starts to affect your day to day when you're doing that at work and when you're yeah. doing that at school and, uh, or just walking along the street, you, you see a bird, you see a pig and all of a sudden, what do you do? So, yeah. So please, Katie, stop throwing those birds, please. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, one final uh, prayer request for our friend Julia today. Um, they've been uh, they've been playing a lot of Among Us still. I know it's not mm-hmm. as popular as it once was, but uh, I just got to say that uh, no matter what happens, they've been getting pretty dang sus lately. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, if we could just ask them to stop being so sus, um, w- that would really help us out here, okay? Amen. 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 And the problem with Among Us is you have to lie mm-hmm. sometimes. And, and we don't like lying here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell the that, truth yeah. always. Even when you, even when it's bad, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And speaking of hallelujah. Hallelujah. Should we do some Christian rock lyrics? Let's hear it. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. <laughs> this song is called DC-10 by Audio Adrenaline. Is that a plane? That's, That's a plane, plane, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that the one that the Scientologists said uh, that uh, the or a similar type of plane to a DC-10 right. that they flew all the things into the volcanoes? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like yeah. a DC-10. Okay, so anyway, anyway, just getting yeah. that out of the way. Why would they specify that? Like, why don't you just say a ship? And they just say a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this song goes as follows. Do you know, do you know, do you know where you will go? Oh, yeah, DC-10 on a swing and fell on a van. DC-10 on a swing and fell on a van and wide in L.A., yo. What the? What are you talking? Are you okay, Trev? I know. I felt like I was having a stroke when reading that. If a DC-10, that's those were the words, too. I wasn't missing words. If a DC-10, yeah, ever fell on your head, laying in the ground all messy and dead, or a Mack truck run over you, or suddenly die in your Sunday pew, I said, do you know where you're going to go? It can happen any day. It can happen anywhere. It can happen while you're napping in your easy chair. I like how the first thing that they said could happen to kill you would be a commercial airliner landing on your head. (laughs) (laughs) Probably one of the more unlikely things to happen. It happens every day. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what that's it brings um, up a good question, you know? Yeah, what are they talking now? about? Oh, yeah, <laughs> basically, right, right, right. that too. You're gonna go to heaven or you're gonna go to hell, so you got to make sure. Right. Oh, there's more about airplanes. If a 747 fell out of heaven, crashing through the roof of a 711, you're working on a Slurpee, things get hazy. You reach for a Twinkie, now you're pushing up daisies. Do you know <laughs> where you're gonna the, go? Th- this verse is much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird song. It's I think it's an earlier song for them, but it almost sounds like a ska vibe. Um not really though. Like maybe they're trying to sound like old I, I don't know. Like like um It's weird. It's funk? weird. I'd have to I'd yeah. have to hear it to know exactly yeah. what you mean, but Yeah. The first verse really threw me through a loop. <laughs> that one line. So that's a spoken line. DC ten on a swing and fell on a van and wide in LA, yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still don't know what it means. I know. Maybe if I maybe if I heard it, maybe if you heard it, it might make more sense. Mm. Nope. But every once in a while, like just anytime you'll hear a song and there'll be like a weird spoken thing at, at the beginning of it, and you're like, I don't I don't need this. What is yeah. this? <laughs> this isn't helping the song. It's making it worse. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week on another episode of Belief. Uh, belief we are... It or not. not. Belief it or not. Belief it or not. Happy birthday. Ha- have a good uh, birthday. <laughs> if some, someone was like, what? How did they know? <laughs> like one person. Uh-huh, we knew. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. 
Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.